with Garrett Short and Ken Watlington. We're going to be talking all things sports. Thank you for joining me. So let's talk about ECU's bowl game. They defeated Coastal Carolina 53-29. to It was a pretty big win. Holt Naylor threw for 300 yards, five touchdowns. I think that was an excellent cherry on top. And you and I actually spoke before the game talking about the fact that ECU didn't get a good send-off for their seniors for their last home game at Downey yeah. Ficklin. But realistically, this is a nice positive note to end the career for all of those guys that have done so much for the program. Talk about a huge win, plus putting up 53 points. Yeah. That was awesome for yeah. all the people that went down and watched it in person or on TV. And it's it's a culmination of not just this season, but the last four or five seasons to kind of come back to maybe the the down period they were after uh, Scotty Montgomery was let go and and to build up. And they had the you know a bowl appearance last year, didn't play the game. Uh, because of COVID, but to to come back this year and and to to rally from after that, as you mentioned, that senior day forty two three whooping they took to Houston, <laughs> to come back win the final road game and then win a bowl game and to kind of put those seniors you know on top as 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 a a foundation builder for what they've done for the program. Uh, a lot of holes to fill for next year, but I'm sure we'll talk about that in a, at a different time. Yeah. yeah, I think, you know, any ECU fan, but especially the players, that that was an elephant in the room last year's oh, game, yeah. not being able to, to play. And, you know, whether you're superstitious or, like, in the office, only a little stitious, no one wanted to bring that up because <laughs> yeah. that loomed. You know, they didn't get the chance last year, and, yeah, they made a bowl, which is a huge accomplishment, but they never got the chance to play, and it's almost like it never happened, which yeah. is... Completely unfair. Yeah. This was, you know, maybe riding the ship a little bit and finally them getting that opportunity in such a big way. And thankfully for ECU fans, they made the most of it. Yeah. Oh, how the turntables. Yes. We're going to go with all the office <laughs> quotes. Uh, but, you know, it was great for ECU to be able to, to end like that. And, and you know, a lot of people say these days, besides the, the college football playoff, bowls don't matter. This is proof that bowls do matter. Yeah. And it's not just a reward for a good season. And it's a reward for years and years of hard work. And, and you could tell the way the players and the coaches and the fans celebrated after that game on the field and in the locker room that, hey, this means a lot to us right now and for all that we've worked for the last few years. Now, Courtney, you and I text about the Carolina Hurricanes, and you always seem to be having a nervous <laughs> breakdown during games, but I'm assuming you watched this ECU game as an ECU graduate, right? Yeah. What was that like for you, someone that kind of has a horse in the race, because neither Ken nor I went to ECU. You were probably having the time of your life watching that scoreboard <laughs> yeah. get run up. Yeah. I mean, it was exciting because even though I wasn't there, with how well we were playing, it almost felt like I was. And with the people around me, you know, I was with my parents and huge ECU fans solely because of me. <laughs> but it was really exciting to be around, you know, people who love ECU, people who cared about the game. Um, getting to see us whoop them was nice because there was a lot of talk about, um, especially Grayson McCall. And he's from my hometown. So there was a lot Small going on in Indian Trail. <laughs> there was a lot going on over there. Get, um, Grayson McCall, Sam Howell. I, yeah. Courtney Layden. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people from Indian Trail. <laughs> Sam Howell's start on Sunday. That's you right. see that? Big time. Go Commanders. <laughs> Take that, Brian Bailey. That's, uh, sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, it was a lot of fun getting to watch that happen. And you were talking about the last home game. Yeah. Getting, that was not fun. No, that was the opposite. And <laughs> Holton not throwing a single touchdown in uh, that game. And I've brought that up a few times. I can imagine how disappointing that was and I feel like last year with the bowl game not happening yeah. uh, there was a lot of built up just I guess anxiousness going into this game and, and it showed on that field you didn't know how they were going to come out you obviously you want to start strong you know and we were there 
yeah, as soon as the ab- team got there. Talk about that. Even before. Yeah, we, we, yeah. Saw, we saw everything. And just throwing it out there, there were some events where the team was kind of just going through some motions. And I'm not yeah. talking practice. I'm talking like the bowling thing. Yeah. Coastal Carolina was they fired. They were fired up. up. Yeah. <laughs> and ECU was just, you know, slinging the ball down the lanes, whatever. It's like, huh. And really not a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And then I saw them come out yeah. before the game. On game day, yeah, and, like for warm-ups. And yeah. I, I was the person standing outside of whatever captain was standing right next to Holton. I was the person closest to him holding mm-hmm. up a camera. And as soon as that coin hit the ground, and as soon as the referee says ECU wins the flip, Holton straight face just goes, give us the ball. And I went, <laughs> oh, yeah, game's over. Like, it, 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 it was just such a serious connotation to his voice, and they were so fired up on the sideline. I went, oh. I mean, it, it. they might not win, but you know that they're going to come out and play well. And then, of course, they ended up giving them the business. Yeah. And not to take away from anything ECU accomplished in that game, they put up all those points, holding six touchdowns, which combined touchdowns, five passing, one rushing, which is the bowl record. Yeah. And they've been playing that bowl for 16, 17 years now. But when Grayson McCall went out with that injury, he scored the touchdown, lands on his head in the end zone. That put them up 14 to 10, and he didn't play anymore after that. I'm not saying it would have made a difference. It just maybe would have made it 53-49. Yes, <laughs> it, it would have been much higher scoring because after that, Coastal's offense just kind of looked like a shell of itself, yeah. which makes sense because Grayson McCall is an excellent athlete, and I really hope he's okay because he was looking to transfer, and now all of a sudden now what happens. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I, I, I hope that he's okay long term, but that, that was – a wonderful bowl game, especially in the eyes of ECU. And it was also good to see quite a bit of Pirate Nation travel (laughs) for the sake of a few days right after Christmas. You didn't know what you were going to expect, also it being a nine-hour drive. But that (laughs) ECU section was a heck of a lot bigger than the Chanticleers. (laughs) No doubt about it. And and kudos to the Birmingham Bowl. You know, the great facility, that new stadium. They've got protective stadium. The area uh, just across the street, the Uptown District, they call it. A pretty cool spot. I mean, mm-hmm. so I'm, uh, it'll be a place that ECU will play in regular season Correct. games in the future with UAB coming into the American next season. So uh, I'm guessing Pirate Nation will make some more trips to Birmingham, <laughs> and, and probably we will too. I yeah. think that was a very good impression to give to ECU fans. Yeah. yeah. Tell tell me a little bit more about y'all's experience in Birmingham. Well, we were roomies for uh, <laughs> six nights, uh, nine-hour drive each way. I got sick towards the end with the pretty bad sinus infection, which was not fun, but it wasn't COVID, wasn't flu, so I guess that's good. And I didn't get <laughs> that it, which is also me. good. Um, <laughs> it was outside of the cold Things went pretty smooth. Yeah. The first night we were there, the windshield was negative one. And I was oh, not prepared. Wow. I, I was out there doing live shots for our 11 o'clock news, which was 10 o'clock there. Where's my gloves? Where's my gloves? <laughs> and I was in the same attire. I had uh, my road trip clothes. So oh, I had sweatpants I, on, some sneakers. You know, I put on a winter jacket. But, you know, from 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 the waist up, I was all business. But boy, I'm from I the Chicagoland area. I was expecting, you know, North Carolina to be warmer and Alabama to definitely be warmer. <laughs> no. That was not the case. No, um, absolutely not. Outside of that, though, it was, it was cool getting to see some of the extracurriculars they do. You know, obviously everything for the team yeah. and for us is, you know, obviously leading up to the big event, which was the game. But, you know, they got to go out and enjoy a comedy club. And you see all of these things that these types of trips aren't just about the football for the yeah. guys mm-hmm. and the coaches. It's an opportunity to spend some time together, especially for the guys that won't be here next year. Right. Yeah. 
Another thing that was cool for us, uh, I'm going to speak for you at least, uh, <laughs> was, was going to Tuscaloosa and when they yeah. had the practice at yeah. the uh, Alabama indoor facility, just kind of being there and, you know, driving by Bryant-Denny Stadium and, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of knowing the history of, of what's happened on that campus and, and the legacy that's there and that will continue to be there to, to kind of be there, you know, in the facility, you know, on a, on a business trip. That was, that was kind of cool. Yeah. 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 I, I went up to the water fountain, started drinking, and I was like, okay, here, the, the powers <laughs> course through me. From all of these great players, it didn't obviously end up happening. I'm still this under six time, foot. You know, it's only been a week and a half, so I mean, gotta give it some. All of a sudden, at 45, I'm gonna have a gross spurt and yeah, I'm gonna be back goes. to that water fountain. You always say that you live up to your last name, huh? Exactly. Also in Tuscaloosa, there's a place called Dreamland Barbecue. Ooh. Oh boy, was that good! Really? Yeah. Really? That, that was our lunch on Christmas Eve, so that was a, well, was a good, good beats, way to celebrate the holiday. Nothing beats Eastern North Carolina barbecue. Uh, no. <laughs> I lo- I'm from Eastern North Carolina. I love Eastern North Carolina. Actually, really love Western North Carolina barbecue. Lexington style. I just love cooked meat. Yeah, just that. That's just basically give me, the, give me all the food. <laughs> give me the mac and cheese. Give me the hush puppies. The cornbread. The yeah, sauces. The hush puppies. Just give me all the stuff. Yeah. And you guys talked about the indoor facility you got to go to. When I was younger, going to softball camps um, before I committed to ECU, I went to a softball camp in there. They held it in there because it was so cold outside. That was really cool. So when I heard that they were going to practice in there, obviously it didn't feel like an attachment, but it was really cool to see how much it's grown. This was like 2013. So it was really cool to see my friends getting to go practice in the same place I used to go to camp. So that was, that was really, really cool. Yeah. It it was massive. Um, I was expecting the ceiling to be higher up <laughs> just for the sake of... And to be made of gold. Yeah. And, and, uh, and Nick Saban's face to be printed on every single door. I'm pretty sure he drove by us. In a, no, he uh, I was going to say, really? He doesn't Saban. drive. They fly him in a chopper everywhere. <laughs> he deserves it. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. He's, yeah. he's one of my favorite college coaches, I will say. Uh, I mean, Mike Houston's number one, but I do really... Course, I love yes. I love Nick Saban. I do. So that was a huge win for the Pirates. And we're staying in the American, going over to Tulane in the Cotton Bowl. That was one of the most exciting games I've ever seen, truthfully. I'm going to admit it right now. I'm sitting there watching the game. I almost said Oklahoma because it's Lincoln Riley. It's USC (laughs) now. And uh, they go up 15. I said, you know what? I'm going to go to the grocery store. (laughs) Tulane comes back and wins. And I didn't see it. Oh, my gosh. That guy. I'm also in that same boat because I was watching earlier. I was like, ah, this game's probably over. I got work to do because I was actually working. So, yeah, I'm not – I don't know everything, but I do know this, that the American Athletic Conference for football – is not something that just rolls over. Right. This is the whole group of five thing. There is so much talent because the sport has grown so much. You know, you had USC, which for some people maybe should have been in the college football playoff or whatever yeah. they might yep. say. And then yet you have Tajay Spears who runs all over them. 17 carries, 205 yards, four touchdowns. Right. Yeah. How about that for the little <laughs> AAC? Yeah. And, you know, the American going into the season, all the talk was about Houston. All the teams leaving. And UCF, yeah. all the teams leaving. And you know what? Well, here's a team that's staying, and, and they're going to be around a while. And yeah. Tulane, you know, their coach, Willie Fritz, uh, had a chance to leave, go to Georgia Tech. I don't know what happened. I don't know if he changed his mind, whatever. He's like, but he's there. And he seems committed to what they're building. And, you know, that's exciting, mm-hmm. you know. Especially to beat uh absolute blue blood of a college football program as Tulane you knew there's probably tons of people that were watching that game 
that if you pointed to a map said find Tulane, they would have no, no idea, idea where it is. That's but that's why it means more. Exactly. You know, especially you know, t- with the conference. <laughs> Tulane fifty six years ago was in the SEC. And, and they left the SEC, I'm sure, you know, in retrospect, they, they're like, we're probably just going to stay, but, you know, they, they played some good football, and they, they proved they belong, and, you know, that's going to be a tough team for ECU in the future to play. You got some other schools coming in, like UTSA, uh, UTS, I said that right, yeah, yep. University of Texas, San Antonio, uh, UAB's coming in after they restarted football yeah. four or five years ago, yeah. they're pretty good, so, yeah, the Americans going to miss, you know, Houston, UCF, and, and whatnot, but. You know, they, they there, still got there's going to be someone to fill the yeah. power void. Oh, Cincinnati. Yeah, I forgot about them. Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden, someone's got to step up and end up swinging the big stick. It's obviously looking like it's going to be Tulane. Mm-hmm. East Carolina is moving in the right direction. They should definitely be one of those teams. And then UTSA, which is nice that they are bringing in a new coming team that also has been ranked in the top 25 at times of the last few years because yeah. that mm-hmm. means good, fresh blood as well. Right. Absolutely. Right. And just seeing Tulane accomplish what they did all season uh, in the conference and then going into that bowl game and seeing how. How they were able to come back from 15 down with you know less than four minutes to play. If you're an ECU fan, if you're an ECU player, you're an ECU coach, and you know what? That that could be us next yeah, year, year absolutely. after next, five yeah. years from now. Like, like this gives you extra motivation. Not that they need extra motivation, but just a little more like, okay, yeah, let's let's get to work because well, that could be us. Yeah, and a lot of people talk about, and I know this is one thing that whenever you talk about Tulane or any school in our conference, really, Tulane's season last season compared to this year is night and day. Yeah. Two and ten last yeah, year. Yeah, two and ten. I know. Two cotton bowl winners yeah. in a year. Yeah. That's I mean, Cinderella type stuff. That I doesn't know. happen. No. Anything no. can happen. Anything. Anything that is true. I will say when I was watching it, I was hearing all these names, especially Michael Pratt. I was having PTSD from the ECU game because it was yeah. all yeah. you heard. And I always wrote an ECU notebook the day after our game yeah. on that Sunday about things to highlight from our game that were good things to highlight from our game that were bad. That game, the number one good thing I put was how well that he played. Yeah. The opposing team's quarterback, yeah. he was number one. I mean, I the names, I was just having a lot of PTSD watching that. It was not the best time, but Tulane's turnaround from last year is, is great, and I think that's something that we can do as well. I mean, this was a great season, yeah. but to see how quickly they turn their season around, that's definitely something that we can do in the future. You know what? That game was one of the best, uh, if I had watched it completely through, that I would have ever seen. But then <laughs> then we got the national semifinals, which were just phenomenal games. Maybe the best day of college football ever. Yeah. Bowl season's been really, really good from top to bottom. A lot of competitive games, a few blowouts. But when it's in ECU's favor, they don't care. It's a blowout. But there have been a lot of great, great bowl games this year. Yeah. I, I, that's one of the things that, as a person in the who would be working with all of the selection committees and stuff you never quite know what you're going to get when you choose two teams because on paper yeah usc and tulane are two far separate programs Mm -hmm. but to see a really good game come out of it is amazing new year's eve you're watching that game between uh what was it ohio state and georgia you could not have scripted that right that Uh, looked like one of those old buffalo wild wings commercials (laughs) (laughs) exactly and everything just works out to the point where it's right at a tipping point And that's all that people want to watch. Right. And think about this as someone who lived in Ohio for almost nine years and was in the middle of that Michigan, Ohio state robbery. How close were we to having Michigan, Ohio state in the national championship? That few hour drive between Ann Arbor and Columbus would have been a very large (laughs) massacre for a few weeks. Fans just going at it. It's kind of the only equivalent. It was Carolina Duke in the final four last year. You're like, all right, we're not going to talk about that. Let's not talk about that. 
of, of what was once the greatest rivalry, not really a rivalry anymore in basketball, uh, but but Michigan Ohio State is. Uh, wait, wait, wait! Uh, why? Well, you I mean UNC beats Coach K in his final home game, then beats Duke in the Final Four. Then I mean, I feel like my the parents only are way that rivalry comes back. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm the gonna... only way that robbery comes back is if Duke beats UNC in the national All championship. All right, righty. I'm then... gonna quit while I'm ahead on that one. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna leave that alone. I like to poke the bear. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's been a that's been a topic of conversation, especially last year. That was the worst ending that Duke fans, including myself, could have asked for. I cannot believe that the two worst scenarios for us both happened. I because just, if they would have lost to uh, Villanova or yeah, uh, Florida, right. whoever else, like they made it to the final four. You know what? That's a great way to go out, Coach right, K. Right. Instead, it's you remember when Coach K lost to that team twice, including once, and didn't make it to the national championship yeah. game? Yeah. The, the losing. No, with that being said, your team didn't end up winning, no, so it's no. not like it was a fairy tale ending. Uh, right. What makes that worse is if you if you win the home finale against UNC and then you lose in the final four. Okay, yeah, that stinks. You lost to them on the biggest mm-hmm. stage, but it's both of those together. That, I, right. That, that, was that makes it tough. Double if it, homicide. If it's the other way around, you know, if you lose and win the final four game, but lost the other one, you know, I don't know. I mean, right. Well, yeah. That's a, it's a double whammy. Everyone, yeah. including myself thought, okay, they got us in the regular season or whatever. The postseason comes. I was like, Duke's going to win by 15. No. They're going to come out and absolutely murder UNC. They're going to be so angry and energized and, yeah, it was not the case. You can tell the uh, calendars flipped January because we're supposed to be talking college football, and I hijacked <laughs> this thing. We're talking college basketball. Well, let's let's talk one more thing about football. Let's talk about the national championship. Um, any predictions? <laughs> well, I thought Georgia would, you know, Thank run you. roughshod over Ohio State. Yeah, me I was too. wrong. You know, they got it done in the end. I was expecting them to win, but I was expecting them to win by at least a touchdown. The issue is their defense, which I always thought Georgia, that's why they were going to breeze yeah. through this thing is because of their defense. Mm-hmm. And they looked porous like cartoon Swiss cheese. <laughs> and Max Duggan might not be as great as C.J. Stroud, in my opinion. But, you know, they have He's some tough. weapons. TCU, the Horned Frogs, uh, this is all the makings of one of those Cinderella years. And it would be great for the college football landscape to see someone outside of, you know, those few SEC teams yeah. or... Ohio State win it. Yeah. Until they win two or three in a row. And everybody's like, gosh, TCU's in this thing every year. Get them out of here. It switches. It switches. And my dad was talking. I don't even remember what the 12 teams were, but there's 12 teams who are always, that they are always in the question. So it's almost like when they are not, if you're not a fan of that team, you are so happy. Yeah. And I mean, it it, it switches every year. Ohio Ohio State didn't make the playoff. Thank goodness. Yeah. Clemson didn't make it now. Oh, gosh. Clemson's a big one. Somebody knew. Obviously, Alabama, Georgia. Uh, Last year, Cincinnati had the chance to make it. That yeah. was great. It was like, okay, yeah. fresh blood. Right. And it's nice to see some some new face make now, it. Now, Michigan's made it two years in a row. And mm-hmm. like, oh, Michigan. Uh. <laughs> How'd that go this year? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. But see, you bring up Cincinnati. They were in the American at the time. Yep. That's the thing. It doesn't matter about conference to me. And when I was playing softball, it was always anybody can beat anybody on yep. any, any given day. It doesn't matter. Like you had brought up not too long ago, Tulane and USC seem so different. But they're only so different in, in name. Yeah. It's name. You know what I mean? So it doesn't it doesn't matter. And the American's a great conference, in my opinion. But as soon as you step on the field, it's the same ball you're playing with. It's the same sport. At the end of the day, you got to go to work, and you know whoever wins wins. Exactly. And I would like to see TCU win. Me too. I just don't think their offense has the firepower, yeah. and I think Stetson Bennett has enough experience and 
enough weapons at his disposal to where I think the Bulldogs are going to go back to back. Yeah, Stetson Bennett. He's 25 years old now. He's been on the I big stage. He was like 45. For, like, <laughs> you would soon, think. You soon. would think. <laughs> but but he's been on the big stage. He's 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 gotten it done at the highest level. Um, he led his team to a comeback victory in the semifinal. You know, you, you got to put, you know, if you're a betting man or a betting woman, you got to put your money on, on Georgia. But, you know, that's why they play the game. Right. Did he not come from a junior college or community college? I think he started at one of those, or I could be completely wrong. I, I don't know. I, I got a I'm, lot of stuff in my brain. That is not one of it. I know, I know he's got a story where he like rose from some third string, and then all of a sudden now he's the starting quarterback. I am not entirely educated on that i was hoping one of you would be this is when we need a, a, a fact check <laughs> I, was, right I was leaning on you guys guy? <laughs> i was leaning on y'all for that one i did see a, a quote a, a stat though on him that he's he's older than 12 starting quarterbacks in the nfl oh my god including lamar jackson who hasn't been in college in five years how old is he actually he's 25 yeah, really yeah. Yeah, he is 25. Nicknamed the mailman, he started his career as a walk-on at Georgia before transferring to Jones County Junior College and yeah. then transferred back to Georgia right. and won a national championship in 2022. What a story. He's 5 foot 11. Wow. And 24 I could I could go and play football. <laughs> sure. Just kidding. I, my, my arm hurts every time I throw football. Mine does too now. I've been retired for almost 2 years. Welcome I've, to old age. It's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, it's the yeah. best. I've been retired for too long now, but softball season is starting up, so I'm getting excited about that and here in the next month or so. It still feels weird not to be playing, but it's also weird that that starts in a month. Growing up north, you know, growing up up north, it was weird because like I came down here and oh yeah, we start spring sports in February. I'm like, dude, we got a foot of snow on the ground. (laughs) We don't start till maybe middle or end of March. Yeah, Yeah. that's why you see all like the northern, you know, and midwestern college softball and and Mm -hmm. and baseball teams play their first month of the season in Florida. Yeah, we're going out and playing these tournaments. Yeah, you know, enjoy the warm weather. Then we'll worry about getting home and playing in Muncie, Indiana, or or uh, Terre Haute, Indiana, (laughs) or wherever. Well, we're, yeah, we're, we were in Eastern North Carolina and even we were trying to go down to um, FIU or, or literally anywhere that wasn't North Carolina at the time, because February is miserable here for softball, in my opinion. You can have one game on a Wednesday that it's 79 degrees, then you have a weekend series where it's in the thirties. What happened? Yeah, exactly. And I think my sophomore and junior year, I believe in February, we went and played at Liberty snowed during our game. I, it, that was, that was probably the coldest I've ever been in my life without Liberty. I was freezing. Ask Ken, it might be a week and a half ago when it was, those live shots. It was December 23rd in uptown (laughs) Birmingham, Alabama. And nine hours hours of work and he's sitting there. (laughs) (laughs) Like the microphone just, yeah, we made it through. Yeah. Barely. That's all that matters. We're switching to hockey as a Canes fan. Speaking of cold. <laughs> as a Canes fan, myself, huge Kaniac. This is hard Canes to talk on a about. losing streak. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, you know what hurt the most is 5-3 loss to the team that embarrassed us in the playoffs. La- in the playoffs. Yeah. I was hoping for just any kind of win, and it just it didn't happen. The loss had to come eventually. No. It just it just really stinks that it was to them just because of what happened last year. We could have gone all season undefeated. Oh, it's a hockey. This isn't like basketball where talent wins t- almost 10 times out of 10. Yeah. Things happen. Pucks bounce. It's, yeah. Bad sheet of ice or, yeah, you know, it's, or it's something. Uh, yeah. You got to think about it like this. I joke that they're on a losing streak. They've lost two games in regulation since mid-November. Right. That's pretty good. That's ridiculous. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, let me tell you about one of the games in regulation. Four nothing to the Coyotes. That was a bad one. I was yeah, there. Yeah. Well, don't go that to more, was <laughs> don't go to more games. Awful. I and that was all teams to lose to. That's not good. I oh, I was the there. I was there, and that was my mom's second ever Canes game, and that's what happened. The f- I don't remember what the first one was. I know we won. Oh, it was a playoff game okay, last well, season. Okay, well, if it was a win, that's fine. I, was I remember my first ever real. Canes game. It was a playoff yeah. game way back in the day, and they lost to the New Jersey Devils and Ooh. were eliminated. That's who we play. Uh, it's coming up not too not too far away. Uh, about two weeks ago, I was talking in my sports cast about, okay, yeah, they're only a few points behind the Devils. They get to play them, a mm-hmm. chance to get closer. And all of a sudden, you, they go on this win streak and leave them in the dust. It's yeah. like, okay, well, yeah, you have to think before the season – all everyone was basically saying, I saw on ESPN, the Carolina Hurricanes are a top two team and probably number one and a favorite to win the cup. And then all of a sudden, you know, whether it was October or something, they just couldn't figure it yeah. out. And I kept waiting, like, okay, when's it going to happen? Mm-hmm. Come on, Rod, figure your boys yeah. out. And yeah. he rose the occasion. Yeah. yeah. And then they had those that stretch where they kept losing in overtime, yep. Yep. which, granted, you get a point for making it to OT, but it's just, it had to be demoralizing. And then they just rattled off 11 street wins. They're like, you know, we're just going to do it this way. Yeah. So well, it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back from from losing that game finally. Because like you mentioned, this, the streak had to end at some point. Right. But you don't want to start a streak in the other direction right. either. Right. Uh, but they are getting a little healthier. And uh, and they got a lot of home games coming up, too. Because they really haven't played yep. that many home games yep. at all this season. Yeah. Uh, so they've got a good stretch. There were some home games at PNC. They got the outdoor game coming up at about... About five weeks, yeah. which should be fun. <laughs> Who knows in North Carolina how the weather's yeah. going to be for that. <laughs> we were just talking about it being cold, and yeah. I, I'm, I'm not saying it should be zero, but you don't want it to be 60 or 70 no. that day. Right. What's going to happen? Defeats the purpose. Are they gonna, would they be able to keep the ice cool enough and stuff? Because obviously you can cool it from below, but yeah. there's only so much you can do when the sun's beating down and it's 75. Yeah. Another reason they're playing it at 8 o'clock at night. So, yeah. you know, yeah. get, get the sun down. Hopefully it's 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 cooler, but not, you know too brutal but that place is gonna be wild yeah i believe oh, that's actually funny you say that word i believe it was last year for the minnesota wild held like a stadium series or winter classic yeah. up north at target field where the twins play and you, you could just see and i've been to target yeah. field everyone trying to huddle under the like heat yeah. lamps and stuff out in the left field because you know it was with windshield negative 20 yeah at yeah. the end of the day, that almost defeats the purpose of being there for <laughs> right. a game. Right, right. I uh, when I was living in Ohio, the minor league team that's Lita Walleye played an outdoor game. I played two outdoor games, but I went to one of them uh, at the home of the Toledo Mudhens, a Triple A team, mm-hmm. and it was probably you know upper thirty, so it was cold enough, right? But it rained nonstop. Oh, oh my gosh! And they kept playing. And, but as a fan, I was like, this is not very fun. Yeah, this is not <laughs> ideal. Sitting in the cold rain watching a sport. I really don't understand. <laughs> I understand a little bit more now, but. You know, if it snows, it snows. That, you know, that's cool. Add that adds to, to it. it. Yeah. But right, just, right. Just the rain where it's not, you know, it's cold enough to be miserable, but not cold enough to snow. Yeah. It was right there. You talked about, um, like I mentioned, the loss in regulation, the loss in overtime to the avalanche. I was also there. Yeah. So I'm thinking that I should just stop going to Canes games. Yeah, give it a week off and or I something think, like that. I think I told you that for a while, every Canes game we went to, or I went to, we won. Yep. I think I remember telling yeah. you that. Yep. The last two that I've been to, we've lost. So maybe my charm has worn off. I, I was, I, I'm an Atlanta Braves fan. And I, from when I was a child to sometime in my 20s, I went to a bunch of Braves games. They never won. <sighs> Not one? Not one wow. when I was in attendance. Then one game in Pittsburgh one year I went, and they won. I'm like, I think this is the first time I've ever seen them win. <laughs> is there any hockey team that you just cannot stand? 
the Chicago Blackhawks. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, this year, I can't stand it either. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, the Washington Capitals, for sure. I just, yeah. I just, really? just don't like just don't like them. Don't like fan base. I, I don't know if Ovi, like, yeah, I, I got nothing against him. Nah. At least he does things the right way. He's old, but he's still really good. You know, I, I think that Pittsburgh Penguins fans are a bit spoiled because they've had some of the best talent to walk the earth yeah. over the course of the last 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, I think hockey is beautiful in the way that it's kind of just brutal yeah so, yeah and i think the fans somewhat resemble that um <laughs> you know there's some fans i resent yeah. i resent st louis blues fans yeah. uh i have a friend who would be angry at me if he didn't i didn't make fun of the nashville predators fans just because they raise a banner every single year for not winning anything it's just like oh yeah we won our division <laughs> let's raise a banner we won we you know I think won the Western Conference or whatever. Let's raise a banner. Whatever it ends up, it they just always raise a banner for stupid stuff. Yeah, I yeah I remember seeing that on Twitter, and I I mean whatever makes you happy. Yeah, but you know, if, if you're a professional hockey team in Nashville, Tennessee, and you accomplish something, you got to celebrate it. You yeah. got to that's Nashville. Yeah, like it's not you're not talking about the Maple Leafs or something who haven't won anything since the 60s (laughs) you know you're you're trying to bring people in you're trying to unite people and get people excited about the sport why not celebrate a division title if you win one yeah i'm that way about tampa bay i just did the canes put up a banner last year (laughs) (laughs) i don't think so but don't want to don't want to start bad talking and if your own team did it right maybe they did i don't know i just tampa bay i don't know what it is i just I don't know. I've always felt that way about, and my problem is whenever I don't like a team, normally it's because they're good. Yeah, and I'm sure. bitter, yeah. extremely bitter. There's a slight tinge of jealousy behind yeah. those things because let's be real, Tampa Bay went on a string of basically w- winning everything for yeah. a few years. Yeah, yeah. maybe that, maybe that's why. I don't know, but so with the Stanley Cup, and you were talking about the Canes. There was talk about them winning the Stanley Cup, and I just don't think that we have it and I don't know what we're missing. I, I don't know. We just, we, we play like we're very young. And yeah. I mean, we kind of are, yeah. but it just see, it just doesn't feel that way yet. And I'm hoping that we'll get there. But with Piotr in the net now, I mean, he's great. Love. I love every bit of him. But young, very young. He's 22. I thought he was younger than that. I did not know he was 22, but then you've got people like Svech who are, Young. I mean, a lot yeah. of them are young. Um, Svetch is my favorite. Everybody knows that. Yes, we do. <laughs> Everyone knows that. But, I mean, Ronta, it's a hit or miss, I guess. It depends on what day you catch him. But He's had a good stretch lately, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. I guess it just depends on what day you catch him. But that's not how teams win Stanley Cup. Goaltending is always a trying to catch lightning in a bottle. And you know what? If you have a good one to punch, which they didn't have last year because of injury, it was yeah. kind of just Ronta trying to push right. the team through and they didn't have it. And yeah. they also didn't have enough offense. And mm-hmm. right now they have enough injuries to where you haven't even seen them at their full strength. Yeah. Right. Obviously it's still been going well. Right. Um, but I think that if they sprinkle in some of that magic on offense, that yeah. whole we're down by one, there's two minutes left in this game. Mm-hmm. Let's just get to overtime. Yeah. If they can figure that type of stuff out, the instant offense, throw everything in the kitchen sink, I think they can just about compete with anyone. Just, mm-hmm. you know, as long as they can slow down the top stars in the league, whether you're talking Connor McDavid or, yeah. you know, any of the teams out West, basically. Right. Once you get deeper to the season, you know, I'm not going to pretend I'm an expert on hockey, but I know it helps when you get into April and May and, and hopefully in the Canes case, you know, June, how healthy are you? Right. So if, if you're healthy and you got, you got a whole squad out there, 
chances are you're going to be pretty good, you know. And last year we saw with the goaltending issue with, with uh, you know, some injuries and, you know, you just need guys to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And, and they got a great head coach, apparently. He's the best. I do love, I love, I love Rod. He's the best. But then you wonder about Freddie, how things would have turned out if he wasn't yep. so yep. injured. And, I mean, it just, it's been an ongoing What's going to happen next for him now that we have Piotr and Ronta stepping up? And then right. what? You know, I guess time will tell. Piotr is definitely the future. It's just what's going to get you through the end of the year yeah. and maybe next year. And you got to think about money with him. Yeah. I mean, we're we're going to have to give up a good amount to keep him. En- enough young stars. You know, Caroline is definitely going to be spending a, a decent amount of money the next few years to make sure they keep their core together. Svech was not cheap, but nope. it was eight years. Yeah, that's so, the it's worth it. part. It is worth it. And every single year as hockey continues to grow, those numbers are continued to go up. Yeah. So by the end of his contract, that might end up looking kind of cheap. Yeah. And with the success they've had, with the renovations that are going to be happening at PNC in the next couple of years, you know, playing for the Canes is going to be attractive for maybe free agents. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe you'll be able to, to help build the roster, you know, that way. And, you know, if you're willing to spend money and. I think it's an exciting time to be a hockey fan in North Carolina. It's the loudest house in the NHL. That's what they say. And I, <laughs> I grew up in Chicago, around Chicago. I, I should add that. Uh, and then I worked in Minnesota for two years. So I've been to Blackhawks games. I've been to Minnesota Wild games. And I was, and I can't say this enough, thoroughly impressed by the atmosphere in PNC. Yeah. Yeah. It was tremendous. Yeah. I came here thinking, okay, it's the South. Like, I'm sure they like their hockey, but you know, if people in Minnesota live, breathe, die by hockey and this place matches it. It, Yeah. And especially in the playoff atmosphere that I saw a few times, probably better. Those people are bonkers. That'll bust your eardrums. (laughs) And I I love being every part of it. Oh, absolutely. I haven't been to a game this season, but I went to quite a few last year, including a, a lot in the playoffs. The one game seven, uh, against the Bruins, they won. It was wild. I was there. So I was cool. at that one. And then the game seven against the Rangers. <laughs> we won't talk about that. Not as cool. <laughs> but even like a random Sunday night game uh, in December, uh, you know, last season, it was, you know, just Wednesday it, it, insane. Night. Yeah, just it's just really cool what they've built. And it's, and they accommodate. They're very accommodating to the fans who, who may not, people like me, may not know a lot about hockey. But, hey, we're going to come out. We're going to make it fun for you. We're going to have some good food, some good drinks. And uh, we're going to make brew. it a show. Yes, Storm Brew, Storm Brew made, <laughs> made right down the street at uh, R&D Brewing Company. And, uh, you know, they, they, they've really marketed themselves yeah. well to the fan base in, in the Raleigh area. They call them the Carolina Hurricanes. This is a North Carolina team. I'm not Absolutely. sure how people in South Carolina feel about them or even know what hockey is, period. <laughs> Y'all got anything else? Uh, all I can think is, you know, for the sake of North Carolina athletics, it's not always great at the professional level. Obviously, we see the Hornets struggling, probably on their way to a, maybe the top pick. Okay, let's not talk about the Panthers. No, here's what happened. Hurricanes are just a bright spot, and it's yeah, nice to see. For sure. Real quick, the Hornets will end up, I'm not saying, this is just how my prediction of how it'll end up. They'll end up with the worst record. Yep. They will not get the number one And they'll pick. get like the fourth pick. Yeah, that's just, just outside the top that's three. That's how the cookie crumbles. Yeah, absolutely. But like, we won't bring up the Panthers. <laughs> you know what? After after they let Matt Rule go, it was a turnaround. They were exciting to watch sometimes, and yeah, why that last game was disappointing. You know, it was. Tom Brady decided to be Tom Brady, and yeah. that's the way it is. It was that's Tom Brady and company. That's what I've always said. Not Tom bad Brady. for a seventy year old. I tell you what, that guy is all right. <laughs> well, somebody somebody was telling me who's going to tell. This was when you know Sam Darnold was on fire, and we 
were thinking the Panthers were going to win. Who's going to tell Tom Brady that Sam Darnold is going to take the playoffs away from him? And I was like, I don't know, because yeah. Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold's not bad. And I've, Some, I've hopped on, I've hopped on the train. Really? You think they shouldn't draft a quarterback? Well, I dislike Sam Darnold. Uh, <laughs> CJ Stroud. It's going to be a real interesting yeah. scenario well, in the off season. Anything else? Nah. All right. Let's talk basketball next time. No. I won't have to hijack it. (laughs) If Duke wins, we can talk about it. Uh, You know, there's other teams. (laughs) You know, one of the longest winning streaks in the country right now is in North Carolina. Who's that? UNC Wilmington. Really? Go Seahawks. How many games? 12. Yep. Sounds like the Carolina Hurricanes almost. Perfect. And now they're going to lose their next game. Just jinxed (laughs) it. (laughs) Sorry. Well, thank you guys. Thank you. Thanks. 